Hi everyone, and welcome to the 23rd episode of the ASU Sports Business Podcast. We hope you are well and keeping safe. Firstly, we just want to say a big thank you to everyone who listened to our previous podcast with Koyesha Wuma. We had thousands of views, which is great, and we appreciate that. And most of we're glad that you found it useful. So if you do have any other topics or areas that you want us to cover, then please do let us know. Uh, we'll be more than willing to touch on certain subjects um, and topics that are useful for you guys. Um, but today, we do have something slightly different. Um, we're actually having a sit-down chat with Leon Balogu, uh, centre-back and footballer for Brighton and the Super Eagles. And so we'll touch on his early life growing up in Germany, you know, being German and Nigerian, um, tapping into that whole diaspora, his early career in Germany, playing for quite a lot of clubs, to be fair. And then in Brighton, uh, being managed by Chris Hewton. Um, and also his um, experiences and what he does with common goal and life outside of football. And at the end, we'll do a short Q&A. Um, just some questions about his Nigerian teammate, just to know who's who in the dressing room. But yes, guys, as usual, please do sign up to our newsletter. Um, just to keep up to date what's going on in the sports space. And also, if you haven't read it, then please do um, follow us on social media, AS Unified across all platforms. So guys, thanks again for your time. And we hope that you enjoy this podcast. It's going to run through from start to finish. So I'll say thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And please do like, share and subscribe if you haven't already. See you guys next time. Yes, I... Hey, how are you? You right? I'm good, and you? <laughs> not bad, not bad. First of all, thanks, uh, thanks a lot for taking the time out. No, it's that's been... cool. Yeah, how are you? I'm not too bad, and you? Yeah, I'm not bad. Um, so let's get into it. We'd just like to get into into it with you in terms of how you grew up and you know your kind of start into football. You're born in Berlin, born and raised in Berlin, West Berlin, and yeah. you played you played for quite a few teams in Germany, haven't you? Uh, Hanover, <laughs> Hertha. Yeah, uh, I think that was it, is it a Turkish German team. Just talk to us about how you came up and just kind of your journey. So yeah, I mean, as every other little boy, I just started playing football. You know, in my in my kindergarten or nursery, how you say? Yeah, yeah. And you just start to kick the ball, and then there were some. So we had different age groups. So I played ball with them. They were obviously some bigger already, stronger, but I was. I think you could tell that I had a certain talent. You know. Yeah. And then after after that, or after I would play in school in the backyard, and I would be one of the best in my class. And then yeah. We would after school, after kindergarten, when my mom picked me up, we would go to the playground and play some more football. Yeah. And I always wanted to join a team, but she wouldn't really let me <laughs> because um, yeah, the thing is, I grew up in um, the the places the the district is called Tiergarten. Okay. Um, and it's a nice area, but there's also some, let's say, rougher patches. Not right. crazy, but yeah, you know yeah. where parents probably wouldn't have feel too comfortable. And yeah. I wanted to play for a team that um, had their training ground just next to a prison. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and also a big park. And it was not one of the, yeah, it was one of the patches where you would know, like, the kind of people that live there. It's like... She did not feel too comfy. She could yeah. not bring me there because she was working. My father was working always until late yeah. himself. I have an older sister, so and knowing what she has been going through as a girl, yeah, and what she witnessed, so my mom was just a bit scared. So I could just play in school, and I did like I think you call it PE, right? Like if yeah. you do like yeah. additional courses, yeah. I did basketball also because I love basketball too. Yeah. So I did that in school, and she allowed me to join a basketball club actually. I think I was, I joined when I was eight or something. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I, I kept telling her, like, I want to play football team, football team. My classmates, they were playing for that club that I mentioned before, yeah. like next to the prison. And um, at one point, there were so many in my class and from the, from, the, from the other classes that she said, okay, maybe you can, or I can go with them together. Yeah. And actually what helped as well was that like there was kind of a situation in the basketball club as well was some like guys just came in like teenagers yeah. who tried to basically like rob us, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I said, see mom, 
it, funnily enough, it was like just on the other side of the road, um, or just on the opposite side of uh, of the court. Yeah. So yeah. I was see, yeah. I'm safe it's, nowhere. It, it, and then it's, the prison is safer. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like there were mo- like a lot of teams, you know. So there was always traffic, kind of like of yeah. people and stuff. It was always busy, but still, she didn't feel so yeah. nice about it. She even asked the son of my sister's um, nana, kind of like not my grandma, yeah. but like yeah. somebody she gave yeah. my sister to sometimes. Yeah. Because he was a football coach, but that was also far away, so she never really felt comfy. But until that day, she then was like, you know what, you've been crying in my ear for like almost a year now. So then yeah. when I was almost nine years old, she would allow me to, to play. And then I started in that team. I stayed there for one year was like with another guy, probably one of the, we were the best two. Mm-hmm. Then I joined uh, Hertha BSC yeah. in the youth academy. Um, and that's why I learned how much I still have to learn actually, <laughs> because they were just they were so. And I would that's why I would first be in contact with like a player like Kevin Prince Boateng. Yeah, I was gonna say um, they grew up in Berlin as well, right? And they exactly his yeah. his younger brother. I only got to to meet him a few years later. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kevin is who I met there. I know him from there and like other players, another um, mixed race Nigerian guy, Chinedu Ede. Yeah, uh, he played there too, so I know him since then. From yeah. there, other players who became actually famous, so like who who made it to uh, to the professional uh, level, and yeah, from there just took on. And then I was there for one year only because I was an mm-hmm. attacker back then. But technically, like I was an still attacker. growing. I was just, <laughs> I was I was bad, you know. Like my first touch was like like yeah. I don't know, like a shot on goal almost. It was yeah. really bad. <laughs> You're still growing so, into yeah. your body at that stage, right? Because you're, you're you're quite so. How tall are you? Six, six something. Six three. Yeah. yeah. And then I was yeah. I, I was getting quite lanky, but I was I was nine, ten years old. So you know, you just start to yeah. grow. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, like in terms of the kids, they start when they are five or six. So in terms of my how I would deal with the ball and everything, I mm-hmm. did not have that kind of education in football. So I still had to learn, had to learn, had to learn. And over the years, it came. So after one year of them, they were just restructuring the whole youth academy thing yep. to what now is that um, like so successful mm-hmm. in Germany. Um, I would be kicked out, basically. They told me, hey, you're not good enough. So I did oh, not wow. advance. Yeah. And then I went to another team where I played my whole youth. And there was actually the point I started um, as an attacker there or continued as an attacker but then when I entered the next age group which was I think under probably under 13s or something I don't know yeah um, the coach there made me a defender and I went through started to become good had an amazing as you always have two years in each age group so yeah. I was in my first year as a like a junior year and I was a starter for the first six months or something then the coach kind of put me into the second team because he coached both I don't know why until today um, then in my senior year I became the captain of, the, of that senior team on, on that yeah. age group um, played every game was a defender again then it was to be advanced to, you would advance to the next age group was, which then was I think under under yeah under 17 was yeah so under 15 was before under 17 um, in my junior year, I would only be picked for the second team. Um, I had an amazing season there, was also captain. Um, and in my second year, in that of under-17 level, then the coach came from the first team and was like, yeah, where were you when you came from the under-15s? Because you were so much better than the ones I picked from your yeah. age the year before. I said, I was there. And he, he thought I was an exchange somebody in, in the States or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. But he picked, literally, he picked players on my position that played next to me or that I yeah. benched. Yeah, yeah, Chose yeah. them because you had these kind of scouting days, you know? Yeah, so it was yeah. Strange. really funny. Yeah, yeah but anyway, he, he then said, yeah, well, I have to apologize, whatever. And from then then on, I just gradually went on, went on. When I came to the under-19s, I was in the first team straight. I played uh, my second year as well. My second year, the last six months, actually, before I would become like... Um, um, before I would enter senior level, actually, I played with the senior team already, so with mm-hmm. the men. 
So I would sometimes play two games on one weekend. Okay. Wow. And they, they funnily enough, put me as a defensive midfielder. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was super nice. And then then from there, that's when I joined like senior level. After that, to like this club in Berlin, Turkey Sport. So that is yeah. actually the foundation of everything. Yeah. And my 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 academy club, they were like, no, don't go there, don't go. It's risky because it's a Turkish club in Berlin. Yeah. yeah. And they have their reputation, you know, not dealing with finances so well and the regulations yeah. and guidelines. Yeah. They're late with licensing stuff. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? You're not playing at the at a very high level here. You told me it was going to help me to get to a better team. It did not work. Yeah. That team wants me and they are playing in that league, which is not the league I aimed for, but just one below rather yeah. than two or three leagues below us here. Yeah. So yeah. I have to take the risk. No risk, no fun. Of you know? course. Yeah. And, it's paid up. I'm glad I took it. Yeah. So you stayed there um, for a year. I stayed there for a year. We got, we, everybody said we're going to struggle. We're going to struggle, but we got promoted, you know? Yeah. Wow. And I made a team of the season and by like the, the half of the season was finished. And that's when first, the first team started to look into me because we had the, the under 23s of two professional clubs uh, in that league. Hertha BSC again as well. And they were one of the first teams that said, yeah, we want you, we want you. And at first they scouted me for their second team. Then I became a topic for the first team. And that happened with quite a few teams. So at the end, I had like Hanover interested, Hertha BSC interested. I had some teams from the second league. I remember that even Borussia Dortmund back then gave me a phone call. I remember. Um, oh, wow. Um, yeah. And if I would have actually done, he, they called quite late. If I would have done that, or well, I might have had the chance to train with Jurgen Klopp, which would be my yeah. dream now. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. No, I, I, as you said, I joined Hanover then. And just like when I joined Hertha BC, like in the beginning, also, that's why I have quite a few clubs, I think. I played for Hanover for two years, for Werder Bremen for two years. So yeah. those were my four years, four first years as a professional. Mm. I only made six appearances in the first team, like mm. on the highest level in Bundesliga, because I still had to learn, you know. Yeah. Because most of the players, they were, they had um, upbringing in football than yeah, I have, yeah. you know. They started earlier and yeah. they went. A lot of them went through like good, good clubs and stuff. I did not have that really, yeah. so I fought my way into it pretty much. And I always work, 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 work. But I had to be more patient, you know, because of course that that maybe that talent I had was maybe not as well trained, you know, yeah. as as theirs was. It wasn't. I did not. I because I joined clubs quite early. And also not maybe on that level as a lot of professionals are. Mm -hmm. um, my the the thing that what made was made out of my talent was different from theirs. You know, they had more of like uh, I don't know how you say that more refining. You know. Yeah, and yeah. So it yeah. took it, it took me more time. Um, but yeah, and then pretty much that was the first four years. As I said, six appearances for the first team. Um, and then when I joined Fortuna Düsseldorf. That was yeah. where I had my breakthrough, my first yeah. more or less in Bundesliga. Yeah. Uh, as a right right back back then, um, I actually was never a right fullback. I never, I never was, I learned through training, yeah. but yeah. that was never my natural position. My natural position was always central defender. Yeah. Did you enjoy but it? Always, yeah. Because like you, you get to join attacks, you get to initiate attacks. <laughs> and that was obviously was, was what, what um, coaches saw because they were always praising me for my physical um, qualities and abilities. Mm -hmm. Like I'm super dynamic, I'm physically strong, I'm quick, all of these things. They always said like technically I would have to step up my game, you know? Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's what I said. Like that's what probably was missing in those first years and also the understanding of what they actually want from me. And then mm -hmm. also I came into the professional level on, in, like, in a time where it was different from now. Nowadays, yeah. you see young players all over the place. Yeah. Back then, when I joined that team, I was. They said I'm super young. One of my best friends now, we joined the first team there together, but he went through their ranks. He he was at that time. I think he he made a game already when he was 17 because there was no one else. Yeah. And um, they looked at him as if he would be I don't know, like a chick. 
you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like the baby bird or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was super young for them, but he was even like he was like a baby. Yeah. But wow. now, if you're 17 and if you're in the first world, it's nothing. It's normal, yeah. So, so they told me you have to be patient. Your defender, your best time will come when you're 28. And then, when, by the time I was at Dusseldorf in my second year, I think I turned that year I turned 26. They mm. said, "Oh, you're getting old already." Yeah? So that you <laughs> the game's changed, happening. yeah. You see the shift they're happening. So that that's that's weird. And if I look at it now, even I'm nowhere near being like worn down or anything also yeah. because I never played in my 12 years of a professional career never played like 40 games a season constantly yeah, yeah. though my legs are still fresh you know even yeah. though I'm turning 32 in, but yeah wow that's just how the game has changed it's in, intense so your last few years I think in Germany were at Mainz yeah and how was it four years how was how it there was that you would you say that was your most established time in Germany probably in on the highest level yeah Definitely. Um, three three years I played for them. I joined from Darmstadt after, because that was the thing after Dusseldorf. I was um, I made my first uh, internet my international debut for Nigeria in March 2014. I I broke Against my Mexico. Match. Yeah. Also, yeah, exactly. After 20 minutes, I had to come off the pitch because I broke my foot. I came back to uh, to Dusseldorf. My contract was expiring, and they pretty much told me we're not sure about you yet. And mm. I would come there into crutch, into in a, like I would walk into that sporting director's office back then on crutches, and he told me, "Yeah, we're not sure, but this tells you maybe you should start to look already." And then two weeks later, later they told me, "Yeah, you're not going to get your contract wow. uh, contract uh, extended." So I was like, "Oh," and I pretty much knew what I was going to face then, which is unemployment, and that happened. Yeah. And then I joined, I joined Darmstadt. Uh, who played me again as a right fullback I, in October of that year after being unemployed for four months then. So just kept myself fit. And uh, yeah, we got promoted before to the second league. Yeah. And then we marched straight through to the first league. And, and that's when I joined Mines And it just went, just kept rising from there. So you've had quite you've had quite a journey. Um, you mentioned your Nigeria yeah. debut. So I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of your Nigeria career, if we just quickly go into that, how has that been? Obviously, when you were growing up, was that something you wanted to do? I mean, from what I've read, I don't think it was, but you know, the opportunity came along. But how was how has your Nigeria career been? Have you found found being with the team? Um, you know, with the British Nigerian guys, the German Nigerian guys. How have you found mm-hmm. and the Nigerian Nigerian guys? How's that all been? Ah, uh, so it's a nice blend, you know. Yeah. Um, because I feel personally, because be, growing up in Germany, you have also you also have like other mixed race, mixed uh, mixed race kids or just like with uh, like black kids, but or purely African kids born in Germany. Yeah. But I feel like also when I came to the UK, and I had friends there before, like it's it's different, you know. It feels like the culture here in, in the UK, yeah, is much more of a part than it is back in Germany, you know. Yeah. It just feels so. like it's a little bit more. I think it's more integrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also just down to the fact that there are more black people in the UK than there yeah. are in Germany. That's what yeah. I would think. So um, it, it's funny, you know, it, it taught me a lot as well because before I played for Nigeria, I never went to Nigeria because my father would not go there because of yeah. some personal affairs pretty much. Yeah. I think you all know what, how it goes sometimes with Indeed. families and stuff. Indeed, so, yeah. Yeah. especially Nigeria. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, were not, we were not safe from that, unfortunately. My my sister used to live there though with my father and my mom actually, mm. until my mom said no, we have to go back. Um, but yeah, so I was always hoping to 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 get the chance to go to Nigeria, and the national team actually opened that up for me. And like I I gave like uh, I wrote a story once about it, and I feel like it helped me finding more about like by like grounding myself better you know finding yeah. out who I really am yeah. and I kind of like a circle kind of became complete there yeah um and then obviously like with the british nigerian guys they they have like this uk flair but then they are the african <laughs> with that african twist tonight the super cool which also makes it it's probably easier for me to to handle that because the the mentality is is more similar to mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
the the Nigerian guys, the Nigerian Nigerian guys, obviously they have a completely different mentality. Mm-hmm. But I like I like it to a certain extent. So there will be differences, you know, because yeah. I grew up in a different culture, of and course. so there would even be some 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 points where we would have conflict, not real conflict, yeah. but you know where you would just yeah. You collide do a bit. one way, they another way. Exactly, or the way I'm expressing myself on the pitch, for example, is always a thing. Like I'm loud, I'm very vocal. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, just speaking on that, so you went to the World Cup, that, that must have been an amazing experience. I think you and uh, William, they called you the Oyibo Wall, you and William? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> how was the experience at the World Cup, playing against Messi? Just talk us through the World Cup. Oh, that was insane, you know, like, obviously also going there with Nigeria, there's always things you have to be aware of or that you have to expect. Some things we didn't see coming, you know, <laughs> but in terms of the organization, but no, we were like, Everybody was super excited. We obviously there was a big hype around the jersey. Mm. I think also the the Nigerian uh, like the NFF tried to make it a bit more profitable and like also put Nigeria on the map. Yeah, yeah. Better, even like especially knowing that we have the most hyped jersey of the World Cup. Yeah. Um. So we had this these traditional clothes that we that we are traveling with and all of yeah. that. We were. Kind of, we, we, we met the president before we left Nigeria. Um, we played England before, played in Wembley, you know, which was yeah. amazing. Yeah, but then amazing. being at the World Cup. Yeah, we went to that is, game actually. A very good game, very it, good game. It was just, yeah, I got knocked out by my own teammate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God. No, but um, the, the World Cup was just insane, you know. I, like, I don't know, it's... It's weird because you're in there and you basically you just do like normal stuff. Yeah. But everything around it is a bit bigger. But even you are you are just inside your normal, pretty much your normal like um, habits. You know, you're in the hotel, you eat your yeah. meals, you go to train, yeah. stuff like that. So you're kind of still in that bubble. But mm. then if you look around, what happens around all these games, the masses of people that go there, what, what needs yeah. to be done for relatives like parents yeah. or girlfriends, just to get like um they have their tickets but to get inside with this id and like all that yeah. stuff it's mad and then if you obviously you see you know you you then realize you watch some games maybe and you're like i remember i was watch cool runnings when i was younger yeah. you know the movie <laughs> yeah. is it, is it, is it yeah, cool, cool runnings yeah, yeah, cool yeah. Running, yeah. 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 so you see them being part of the competition and they watch it and then like oh we have to beat those Swiss guys and then you you observe the competition you know and then at one point I was sitting there and I thought to myself oh wow I am that right now you know and <laughs> it's weird. At, at one point it feels normal but then when you actually try to like go outside of yourself then you're like you know what <laughs> like this, 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 if there would be a movie like maybe somebody looks at me like that yeah, 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 it's, exactly. It's just something, yeah, but yeah, you just, I, I try to take it in, like, and breathe it in as much as I could. The atmosphere, like, I will never forget the Argentina game was mad. Of course, of course. I mean, forget about the result and everything, but you walk into that stadium, and I think the capacity was like 65,000. Yeah. Or maybe even more, and pretty much like 90% were just Argentinian. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane, you know, but the atmosphere and then also like then afterwards, if you hear the, the, the critics and the pundits speaking on that game, you know, yeah. and you're just normally you look back and it's, it's another football game, but you were involved and it was so big, you know, yeah. it was amazing. What, actually what we could have done to Argentina and probably or possibly even to Messi himself yeah, with this potentially being his last World Cup. So yeah, it, it was a massive thing, everything like the, Great, great experience from the hospitality of the Russian folks in the hotels that we've stayed at. Like, I had a personal thing even myself because in one of the training sessions, I landed a bit unfortunate and I had pain mm-hmm. and I couldn't really run for like two days or something. And we tried to get some 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 um, um, physiotherapist yeah. to help me because because our medical staff did not know what to do anymore because they tried everything but it wouldn't help. And then we got some guy, like one guy Chinese who does old Chinese medicine. He did some stuff to me that helped a little bit, but then we found another guy. Like it was <laughs> crazy. Seriously, that like was a very, very crazy, mad experience. 
Wow, wow. So hopefully, you know, I've, I've heard you say, you know, you think you've got one more in you. Hopefully you can make the, the next World Cup squad. That's, you know, you've got dreams always, you know. I also still hope that somehow I can maybe get a, cham- uh, a Champions League match. Yeah. You, you know, looking yeah. at football dynamics, you know, nowadays, probably most of the people, if they hear this, they say, what does this guy, stop tripping, you know, stop dreaming. But <laughs> it ain't over till it's over. You it's know? not over till it's You never know. know. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have exactly, definitely happened. Exactly. So that so World Cup is one of those things as well. If I if my fitness still allows me, and if there's no players that are extraordinarily better than me or significantly yeah. better than me, then hopefully I can still be part of that squad in 2022, and also like not just be there, but also play. Yeah, of course, of course. So you know, just bringing it back back to your to your career. Brighton. Um, there's a few things I want to ask you, Brighton. How did you find Brighton? And one of the things we've kind of always wanted to know is you worked under Chris Hutton. Mm-hmm. How was it working under Chris Hutton? And he, correct me if I'm wrong, he might be the first black manager you've worked under. Was there any difference? Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, talk about that. Uh, so Brighton, I for like special place. I just told you I, <clears throat> I was uh, there for two weeks just now. Yeah. Magical. It's just super, super special. And I, I, I met some people there along the way that I got to know over the past two years. And they were, oh, how are you doing? Oh, it's so sad yeah. we don't see you here too, too often anymore. But it's just so special. My old neighbors and it's, the place is super special. Very, like, has a spot in my heart for sure. Yeah. Um, great place to live. It's close to London. Um, the team is amazing. Seriously, always enjoyed being in that dressing room. What I did not enjoy too much, obviously, was game game time. Yeah. That was a bit sad. And um, probably, because you mentioned Chris Newton, like, great manager, seriously. Super yeah. nice guy. On Also on a personal level, like, the amount of respect he treats you with. Mm. And, like, there's a... It's just, you can see he's like a, like a, like a proper old-school gentleman when it comes yeah. to manners and stuff. Yeah. I heard... Every now and then, like people say, he might even be too nice. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, but you know, never really had struggled with him, despite me not being happy, obviously, about his uh, yeah. selection. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, but I, I enjoyed working working on them, obviously, because there was always, always like great mutual mutual respect. Yeah. Obviously, in terms of game time, that was not so in my favor. Mm-hmm. Um, but even there, he was. The thing is, at least he was quite honest about it to yeah. me, you know, at one point. Yeah. And that's the least you can ask of someone. And that's, you know, if then at least you know what you're about and then you can work with that. Exactly, exactly. So Graham Potter then came in and then you, you went up to Wigan. How have you found Wigan? I feel, from what I've seen, it looks like you went up there, they had almost a change in fortune from their results. I think you definitely improved things up there. How have you found it? Uh, well, it was great. I was, I've told them as well, they know, and I said it in interviews also before, like I was not really, like it was a deadline day uh, deal mm-hmm. that we made. Um, and my agent, he did not really have to convince me, but he definitely had to feed me the idea in a, in a special way, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> like, I'm pretty much like open for a lot of things and like deep also in the way I'm thinking. But it was just like I checked on their stats and I was like, oh my God, I think when I checked, they have out of six, out of the last 16 games or something, they only, oh, I don't know, how many games have they played until then? Maybe a bit more yeah, than 20. Bit, they, yeah. they, only, they only managed not to lose like five or something. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> and the thing is, when I played at Mainz, we had we were like battling or fighting relegation sometimes, and players would come in, and I would know the the vibe that we had. Like in Mainz, we always had an amazing group, but like the general atmosphere, especially because it's a, it's in Germany. In Germany, the mentality is a bit different. It's more like everything is strict, and yeah. there's no not too much fun. And I I thought, Oof, I don't know, you yeah. know, winter transfers are always tough. But I joined the team then. Because my manager said, look, you know what? If this is going to work out well for you, you're going you're gonna to play. You need to play. Yeah. You will have to play. So if you play, that's one thing that will make you feel better. Yeah. And on the other hand, if it works out well, 
I'm pretty sure you will have like a, a big impact on it. You will be one of the big reasons for that, you know, and you should just take it like that. If it doesn't work, no one's going to point like fingers on you and say, yeah, you went down with them because they were not looking great before anyway. So exactly. just, just try to be your, the best version of yourself, be the guy that you always present in front of, in front of me. And I'm pretty sure that you will, you will do your thing, you know, and I just try to take that in and just enjoy my football. And obviously when I joined the group, I was like, oh, wow, you know, they, they are very, very relaxed considering yeah. that they're like third last mm-hmm. or second last even. Yeah. And I don't know. It was weird. Even <laughs> though they had, they, had, they had just won against Leeds and I, I signed on a Friday night. Yeah. And the next morning, because also Paul Cookie called me and also took a great part in like convincing me because yeah. I felt from just from this short phone call that he really looked into me. Mm. Um, and he wanted to sign me actually last summer already on loan when I came back from the AFCON. Okay, yeah. So, so and I turned it down because I thought back then I still have like all the chances at right. Yeah. And um, I texted him on Saturday. They would play Leeds who were top of the table. Then I said, so I'm looking forward to work with you. It's a shame I can't be part of today, but prepare for that winning feeling because today is, you're going to win, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, something like that. You have to, I would have look up texted him that and they won one nil actually i've seen the highlights i don't know how because leeds was pushing and pushing and pushing but they won yeah so yeah i came after that so maybe that was why the 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 mood was a bit more relaxed and everything but then the next game we've lost against Preston at home 2-1 but still the atmosphere was like i thought maybe that's the reason why you know it's not that they're not trying and everything but it seemed so relaxed and everybody was laughing, having their fun. But I like very quickly realized that they, these guys just know how to like take their mind off the bad thing yeah, and just yeah. switch on for the games. And it was for them just about getting that momentum, you know, yeah. to yeah. having like a positive feeling. And I think we had that against Middlesbrough. We, we were winning one now. They equalized. That was also my first game. I was five minutes on the pitch. Then we conceded another one. It was 2-1. But at the end, we equalized. And I think also with the way we performed in that match, I think that did something to the lads. And then we went away to Cardiff. Gave away a win, actually. Um, dominated the game. Like, took the lead twice and gave it away. Super silly. But still, like, unbeaten for, yeah. like, three out of four games, four I games. think. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Was it that? Yeah, three out of four games unbeaten, and then from there we just took it, and that's what I like. Like I really enjoyed it. It's super nice people in the club. My agent told me he's from the north as well. You're yeah. gonna get to know the friendly north, and yeah, it's cool. And I live in Manchester, which is also a cool place to live. Yeah, it's a nice place to live. The weather's the weather's a bit the weather's a bit miserable, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> yeah, it has been nice, but today is today is very windy and grey, but. Still, it's, it's it's nice, and Wigan is in terms of weather is different against Manchester as well. I feel like it's a bit yeah, ugly, but no, can't have it all. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, we'll we'll move off. Um, we both follow you on on social media. I mean, I've met you mm-hmm. once or twice actually, and there's a lot of stuff you do kind of off the pitch or that you're interested in off the pitch. One of the most mm-hmm. interesting things was the common goal. And I think yeah. you were like the you was, you were quite early in one of the people that did the common goal. Tell tell us why you why you wanted to be a part of that. Um, I knew it actually for quite some time. I, I know one guy. He's also a German Nigerian, Dennis Aogo. Yeah, I yeah. Think he was the first professional footballer in Germany who joined. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many years ago now, but I looked at it and I was just first. I was like, mm, let's see, and. Um, William Trost Ekong, actually, he yeah. joined them as well. Yeah. And he talked to me about it. And he said that the guy would like to speak to me. And from there, because I had more of a reference because of Will. Yeah. And then I started to speak to the guy. His name is uh, Jürgen. And so we just started speaking about it. And I said, you know what? That's nice because I like to do like kind of the right thing. But at the same time, you see a lot of people like celebrities, whatever. They do stuff. And I'm not saying that is the idea behind it, but you see mm-hmm. a lot of things, they come with a lot of noise, you know? Yeah. 
and with like a lot of publicity and you see all and then then you have the you have the the papers and the news rep- reports are more like oh my god whoever whatever his name yeah, is yeah yeah player x has done this and that and yeah blah blah and they, then a lot of times like they also speak about the project but it goes missing under the fact what the player, wonderful yeah. thing that yeah. player has done you know and I'm, i don't yeah. like that so even before i joined that i did stuff every stuff every now and then and sometimes i post things if it's for example like fundraising or something yeah yeah um where where when it involves like a, a kid or something you know obviously i share that but other than that i once for example when i was playing in mines there was a story and i i spent like i donated some money and i forgot to put on an on an uh yeah. that i wanted to do it anonymously yeah and then actually it became a thing you know i hated that because <laughs> it, it wasn't bad because people reacted super nicely and but because then you also i changed it i changed it really quickly afterwards but i don't like to do these things for publicity or anything i like to do these things quietly in common go i was kind of i mean it's a bit bigger but yeah i'm still one out of i don't know how many we are now a bit over 200 so yeah it doesn't really i for me it's only important that the people that i help that they know there's someone yeah if if it's me in that situation they because i i used my pledge for an organization in nigeria so the thing is then they will know me yeah they see hey look this guy he's caring for us you know so that gives them that fact alone gives them a bit of hope maybe an uplift in their spirit or whatever but I don't need like, like all these media all the attention. Accolades. That's what I don't like. Exactly. No, I don't. So, what, so, uh, what is the organization in Nigeria that you support? Do what? What are they about? Uh, pretty much it's education. Pretty much. Good. Nice. Education, and they use football. Obviously, Common Goal has the idea with football a little bit, but it's education. They build stuff, orphanages, stuff like that. Um, but pretty much, it's, it's education. You know, Very nice. because Brilliant. that's 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 the key. Because I know you you will know it if like people know more like know about their heritage about all of that then yeah know about how to live their life you know mm-hmm. and yeah. especially in areas where it's like very rural and where they don't have a high standard like we enjoy here yeah and um they just need to know what possibilities are out there you know exactly and, it's, and that's that and they they do it with kind of like they the project is called or the organization is called the jedi Okay. And they basically, they go to schools or even build schools, try to build schools and um, have the kids there. And they pretty much just try to give them education and they're connected with activities. Yeah. You know? That's really good. That's really good. So we're not trying to retire you or anything, but you know, you're 32. I know you've got a lot of games left in your legs, but have you, have you, ever given any thought about life after football uh, some of your interests what you'd like to do um i, I mean, met you at a, a, a thing at tiny's fashion what we wear i know you're into up, yeah. yeah the pop-up um i think i have a kind of mutual friend who i grew up in the area with who does cold laundry and i see that you like oh you know Ola as well yeah yeah i grew up around Ola, so <laughs> i know you're into fashion um i think i follow yeah. a few interior design pages you're into property what is it you'd like to do once you um once you finish uh, I'm not sure yet, but I probably nothing related to fashion or or <laughs> <No. all> that. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe, maybe some stuff with properties. I don't know. Um, I I've just done some things there over the past now four years, three years probably. Um, and this is always something that is interesting, but I'm not sure yet. My my the thing that I think about the most. Is probably has to do with um coaching but not yeah. as a football coach more like mental coaching stuff okay. maybe life coaching mental coaching because i feel like that is something that is not being done enough especially in sports you know yeah, yeah. and th- this is something i i could see myself doing um every now and then i try to brainstorm and come up with some ideas yeah some kind of business and it could be anything it could be yeah. a, a new gadget for an iphone or something that makes shopping a bit easier like grocery shopping stuff like that i tried to come up is there something that we don't have but that would actually help me earning money yeah, obviously but exactly. that would 
at the same time be beneficial you know that improves the lives of people so so i don't have like i don't have like one clear idea but um the thing that probably i think about the, the most is like working with people maybe even in form of an agent myself you know yeah. having players looking after them but giving them a bit of a different kind of treatment you know like if i would be be an agent i would try to talk to them like as much as i can so i could probably not have hundreds of players that would be bad mm -hmm. but i would i would just pretty i would try to do as like my agent does it now not like have players from a young age follow them throughout their career and give try to if they don't get it at their club you know try to yeah. be there on a psychological mental side yeah. kind of to yeah. keep them strong in their mind and make them look at the things the right way you know yeah so have you had generally speaking a good experience with agents coming you know in your career oh i, I changed quite a lot to be honest i i had one when i came out from berlin to the professional mm -hmm. stage uh, i was loyal to him for like almost two years but they were young mm -hmm. but they helped me get out of the contract in berlin from this turkish club so i felt like i have to be with them yeah um but it didn't work out anymore, so I changed. Then I was with another guy for, I think, four years. Was it four years? Yeah, four years, actually. Mm. Uh, where I then felt he's not as committed anymore, you know? Yeah. And then changed again to one of the big players where I felt, okay, this person might not be the one who really is interested too much on the personal yeah side because players are different as well you know of Some, course, yeah. like one needs it one doesn't i yeah. don't need it all the time but i need to know that you're like involved with the whole thing yeah. yeah and then again like it was before i made the move to bright next year i said again you know what this is not it anymore also i felt like i wanted to get a more holistic approach to the whole thing so then i joined my agency now which are english actually before they were all german yeah my agency now they're they're, they're english and I'm super happy. Like they, they have by now it's eight agents, I think. Yeah. Uh, two from England. There's one from South America, Colombia, I think. We have one guy actually from Berlin. Mm -hmm. So and they cover different different, different areas. Uh, yeah, different areas in, on the market. No, but it's super nice because it's pretty much like a family feeling, and I enjoy that. So. That's really good. So coaching but, definitely is not something for you. <laughs> the thing is, like, some some people think I would be in a good coach, but I'm not too sure, you know, because, like, I understand tactics and all of that, but if I want to do that, I want to be good, you know, and yeah. the game is so advanced, and, you know, you have to do so much preparation. Like, you have to, yeah. if you look at these documentaries and stuff, and even if I spoke to, like, one of my former coaches at Mainz, they prepare a match, but in the back of their mind, they have the next two matches prepared already as well. You know, yeah. it's like it's nonstop. Yeah, and I don't know if I if I have the capacity and the, the energy to do that. I would yeah. rather be some I don't know, yeah, a bit more behind the scenes, or maybe like an assistant manager or something. But yeah. then again, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure either. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you know, we're, we're, we're going to make it a bit fun. We're almost near the end, Leon. Um, okay. I'm sure you've seen stuff like teammates before. You know, like uh, where they ask uh, questions about your teammates. Okay. Kind of like a, a light-hearted. So, we'll, we'll do it with, the, with the, any Nigeria squad you've been in. And so, the first question, for example, is who, who's your player's player? Who's the best player that you've played with in the Nigeria squad? Ooh. That's a tough one. The best, I would have to go for the most complete player. Ooh. <laughs> really tough. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I have to go for the most com complete, and then I would probably go. I think I would have to. I would go for Alex. He will be probably. You, I, I thought you would say that. I, I think because thought I thought about I thought about Mikel, but then, um, I was like, no. Then Victor Moses. I was thinking about him. Then I thought about Igalo or Eminike, but I think probably the most complete. Probably is, yeah, and also has some flair. That is probably Alexander Iwobi. 
Yeah, Alex, good football brain as well. Very good football brain. Mm-hmm. Who's the who's the funniest in the Nigeria squad? Ooh, the funniest. Oh, there's there. Everybody's <laughs> funny, you know. And you can't choose. That's that's what I love about those guys. Yeah. And sometimes we laugh about so so like so stupid things, but it's so funny. Like one once it's sometimes it's Indidi, then. Uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, stop, 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 stop. No, no, no. <laughs> the funniest guy it is, I forgot about him, Kelechi Yenacho. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, oh, my God, this guy. Seriously. Yeah. But still, we have a lot of funny guys. But if there was, if there would be a standout to me, yeah, that's him. Yeah. He is funny. Yeah, I've seen a few videos. Him and Ndidians particularly, they're, I think they're, they're quite close, or naturally. Yeah, they're close. But Ndidi is even more, he's not even, Ndidi is not, always even the one who makes the fun you know but he's yeah. just there laughing yeah. And yeah adding up but Kelechi is like a proper entertainer <laughs> yeah, really. who's the best dancer in the squad who's the always best dancing? dancer who's always dancing um, i'm sure there's a few again i would say Sidozi uh awazian he is yeah he's good yeah, he's, yeah, good. he's <laughs> really good he always he's always he always comes up with all the latest stuff, you know. He's good. John Ogu is also a very passionate dancer, but the best is probably. <laughs> she does, she, how how she, are your she moves? Does, you know, how are your moves? Uh, I'm, I'm not keeping up with them, you know. <laughs> I'm not keeping up. I always I always pick them up late, and then sometimes I try, but I'm not trying too hard. <laughs> my, my my dancing days where I felt like I'm I don't know Chris Brown Usher or whatever. They're <laughs> this one's a tough one because I'm not sure there's going to be anyone, but Mr. Grumpy. Mr. Grumpy, they would probably, yeah. everybody would probably say it's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would, they would, because they always say, oh, you're so serious, and then sometimes I argue with the coaches and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. They would probably say it's me because I'm, because the thing is in Nigeria, you know how it is sometimes. If you go places, if you go places, it's crowded, yeah. even in the hotel. Yeah. And I'm always like. Yeah, that's it. I hate that. Tunnel vision. And probably, Victor Moses is pretty much the same. He's not in the squad anymore, but yeah. But yeah, I'm he, sure they would pick. They would pick the, me 100. Yeah, Victor Moses. He's quite quiet, isn't he? He, he, he is. But that's the thing. Like, um, I got to know him during the World Cup campaign, actually. Yeah. And then, um, because they mixed up the, I used to be in a room with William always, but then they mixed mm-hmm. it up, and then I got to pick Vic. Vic. And then he was pretty much, he, he said that if they mix things up, then he told the team coordinator he wants to be put in a room with me. Yeah. And when I first heard I'm in a room with him, I was like, mm. <laughs> so I knew him from before and he would never speak, never. Yeah. Yeah. And he would look grumpy and I even thought he's arrogant. But then that's when I got to know him. I'm super grateful for that. Yeah. And then he, he once told me, yeah, I like you because you are, you know, you just go around your business. You don't always go there and there and yeah, there. Yeah. Do this thing, you know, you're quiet, you're serious about yourself. I like that. Yeah, it's very similar. Noise otherwise. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Who's uh, who's who's the hardest player? Who's the toughest player? Tough in terms of how you mean who hurts say, the most? Yeah, yeah. Who's the strongest? Who? Yeah. That's a good question. St- they're all strong, you know. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm sorry. Um, they're all <laughs> proper strong. Even like if you say see a player like Indidi, who looks yeah. super skinny and lanky. Yeah. He's strong. Yeah, it's but a tough probably one. I would. Oh, Igalo looks pretty strong. He is, but for me, he's not there anymore. Emenike, oh my yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a beast. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I first joined the team, he was there, you know, and I was he was just leaning into me, and I was like, oh my god, I'm about to fall. <laughs> <laughs> it was so tough, and he just pushed me away, and I would like just drop off yeah. like three meters. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, very, very strong. But Who's the quickest? Out of the current uh, quickest, also, there's a few, but I, I probably think it's Simon Moses. And Simon Moses is probably also one of the strongest, you know? He's yeah. small, but seriously, he's like, he's very, compact, very like proper, yeah, strong and quick. Uh, but quick also, Tukweze is quick. Henry Onyekuru is quick. Yeah. Somewhere Kalu we have so many quick players. Yeah. The thing is Nigerian media calls me slow. <laughs> How do you I'm feel about saying... that? It's an insult. <laughs> <laughs> the thing of course. Is, they, the thing is, the thing is, I was always one of the quickest in all of my team. And I think I still yeah. am. Everywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I remember at Brighton, for example, the, the other defenders like Duffy and Dunk, they were like, my God, you're so rapid. You're so quick. Oh. And I said, oh, that's funny because in Nigeria, they say I'm slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Compared, compared to a lot of players, African players in general, yeah, especially Nigerians, yeah, I am slow. Yeah. I am because they are just rapid. It's not normal. Yeah. So, <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> who's, the, who's the most intelligent player? Me, of course. Quick. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Yeah, that was quick. Do you know what? Uh, yeah, uh, that, that's fair enough. Uh, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. And lastly, no, who, who's in, the nutmeg no, king? Who gives out the nutmeg? In, 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 in terms of what do you mean intelligent? Like as a player on the pitch or in general off the pitch? In general, off the pitch. Uh, well, that, that's a. I, I couldn't even tell you. I would say I'm probably among, let's say, the top three. I would, three. I, I yeah. would seriously give that to myself, or top five. But I, I wouldn't know because, as I told you before, yeah. we are we're just having fun most of the time. You know, it's just like. <laughs> yeah. But then again, I think you can. I think you can see that in the game as well. And I know that I get complimented yeah. a lot for the way I'm able to or for my ability to read the game and stuff so that's why I yeah. so on on the pitch would you say you as well i would say i'm i'm, I'm probably among the top three top five 100 not top three because out of 11 you know yeah 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 <laughs> and lastly who is the nutmeg king who, who gives uh at the most nutmegs uh alex is up there what seriously? No, I probably it's I probably it's Alex who does it the most, but um there's a few who are able to do that, you know. Like Samuel Kalu is always good for yeah. one. Igalo Igalo is always good for one too. Yeah, that's true. Um Yeah. Chukwe is it not necessarily. Um he can do it I'm sure, but he, also he's still young. He will get more yeah. confidence in it because he yeah. has the ability one hundred percent. But probably I would, yeah. I would go. My the first instinct tells me is Alex. Yeah. Okay. Alex. Okay. And uh, actually, Ola Aina also tries you. Tries. Oh really? Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. Like, hey, he's, he's got a knife. Not as frequently as Alex, but yeah, yeah, he does. So again, lastly, very lastly, if you had to take two two teammates from your Nigeria squad to a desert island, who would you take with you? I think you maybe already answered one, but let's just let's just confirm. To a desert island. You're going to be stuck with them. I would take Will because our mentality is quite similar, you know? Yeah. With him growing up in yeah. in, uh, in, in, in uh, Holland, in the Netherlands. Yeah. And <clears throat> from the current squad or from all the players I played with? Any squad. Any squad. Any squad in Nigeria. I think I would pick Will and uh, Victor Moses then. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought you might. <laughs> Did Will grew up in England as well for a little bit as well? Maybe Did he? Yeah, I don't know when exactly when uh, we uh, he went to school in England. I think yeah, I don't I know he... how old he was. Probably when he was like thirteen, fourteen yeah. or something. He also has like he has a he has a quite strong British accent even so. Yeah, I think he played for Tottenham as a as a schoolboy actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're I think we're really at the end. Leon, thank you so much for your time. You're I, welcome. I don't know what are you, what are your plans for the rest of the day. Surviving. Surviving. <laughs> <laughs> but again, thank you so much for your time. It's been you're really welcome. Cool. So thanks again for your time, Leon. Appreciate Leon. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. Appreciate it a lot. Take care. That's cool. Be good. You Bye. too. Bye-bye. Yeah. Take care. See ya.